Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. Hi there. Hey. I have announcements here unless there's something else you'd like to share with us first. I do not have anything. No, let's go to announcements. Okay, great. Conditioned mind works overtime to stop us from keeping commitments, no matter how big or small they are. The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, starting April 15th, pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support in practicing with our commitments. I can't believe we're already (laughs) there. (laughs) We're just opening a new corner. That's too fun. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's great. And... um, I'm here as much as I can, and it, it goes fast, and it's, there's tremendous support all along, and it's great. Yeah, it's both things, isn't it, Michael? That yes, it, it feels like, wow, it's, we've, there have been so many commitment texts that have happened in this yes. quarter, and at the same time, it feels like it flies by. Yeah. Yes, yes. Reflective Listening Buddies is a powerful support for practicing awareness requiring participants to show up and be present every week for 30 minutes. This popular program begins a new quarter, April 15th. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to talk with Jen, You can press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue and a conversation on one topic in about five minutes would be great. Okay, Jen, I think we are ready. All right. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air and would you please introduce yourself? This is Susan from Idaho. Hi, Susan. Susan. Hi. So, hey, one of the commitments I've been needing is trying to put myself in the queue more often. And Good for you. And here you are, keeping that commitment. And here I am, keeping that commitment. So my thing tonight is the content is something that we have to do all the time. Um and I particularly am having to do a lot of it right now. And suddenly, when it's winter, suddenly um, I was engaged with driving along, you know, several state drive. And I just got this horrible visceral fear. And I kept trying to breathe through it and... Um, but the body just, I haven't, my body's tensed up. My posture's gotten all slumpy and weird. And that was last week. And I have to drive a lot again next week. And I can't seem to work through it. And I'm just kind of stopped. Uh-huh. I haven't been uh-huh. like for a very long time. Decades. What was that last part, Susan? What, what's been I haven't very been like this for decades. You haven't been afraid like this for decades. Uh-huh. Got it. Well, that must mean that you're practicing awareness quite a bit <laughs> because that's often what we talk about is that 
that fear is what often comes up as we begin to go deeper into our practice. And people will describe it in the way you're describing it, of just going along and it's not you know, necessarily attached to anything in particular, although it tends to then find things to attach itself to. But as you say, just sort of that, wow, here it is. After all these decades, this really strong sense of fear. And I think the way what you said is you felt like you were just kind of sitting still with it. Well, those weren't the words you used. I forget how you described it. But that you said the the sensations are still there with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm having trouble with. Uh Uh-huh. And I want to say... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I wondered if if I'm resisting them and I need to explore it more in recording and listening. Mm -hmm. Is one thought I had just today. Brilliant. 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 Because that was part of what I, I wondered is what what about the sensations is difficult? And I'll bet you for you to have that exploration on the recorder with the mentor, you would see a lot about that. Because often, you know, there are physical sensations that come with something like a strong fear and we're told this is terrible, this is so hard, I can't, I can't be with this, I can't make a difference with this, I can't, I'm stuck. But we rarely ask those questions that practice encourages us to ask of, huh, well, is that so? And how do I know that? And, well, let me look and find out. And so to really do that exploration on the recorder seems like it would be an excellent step. Okay. That, that's, that's helpful. As I said, it just came to me today, but I had already decided, A, I was calling in no matter what, and B, this fear was so intense, I'd do just about anything yeah. to work through it. I just want to do the right thing and not make it worse. <laughs> the right uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. There's a big clue, right? And that's, that's the beauty of both calling into the show and recording and listening which are really similar processes, aren't they? Which is that putting it outside of our head, because inside of our head, as I say, that the, what the voices are saying rarely gets questioned. It just, it just, we just believe it. But once you start to talk about it, and once you take a stand like you did today, I'm calling into the show. I don't care. I'm putting myself in the queue and I'm talking about it. Then, you know, very likely some of that clarity that arrived for you today is related to that, right? That taking a stand of, okay, ego's not in charge of this anymore. I, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to start to look at it instead of be, con- be controlled by it. And then that really changes the relationship with it, doesn't it? Well, I guess it does. Although at that point, I was so, I, I've been so terrified and the body has been so weird feeling and stiff. It's like, I don't know. I don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, which is true. We don't know anything, right? And, you know, Susan, given that the other thing you said a minute ago was so big, um, that it's so, I forget if you used the word intense, but it's so strong that there's that sense of I'll do anything. And that can be an ally for us, right? Because if we really, you know, turn towards it and say, okay, I'm willing to see whatever there is to see about this, that can be of really great benefit to our practice. 
Yeah, I guess it can. I just was, it had taken me over so much, I really couldn't see much of anything. Even though I kept trying to breathe, even my breathing, would it go, you know, it was just all quivery and shaky and shallow and thinking, geez, I can't even breathe for practice anymore. <laughs> right. And it's so interesting. I hope you'll listen back to this call because so you're being told that it was so strong that you, wouldn't, you weren't able to practice with it and you weren't able to see anything about it. And yet, when you're articulating it on this call, it sounds like you've seen a lot about it and you've really been practicing with it. So those things that you're being told may not be true. Oh, that's excellent to hear. Now maybe I can even breathe. And one other thing about it that came to me is yes, just before the call, I was talking to my mother who has dementia and spent mm-hmm. her whole life being terrified and paranoid, and it's just so bad right now. And it suddenly mm-hmm. occurred to me after I hung up that my fear, because it's hard to sometimes have, I have compassion, but maybe it's not really compassion, maybe it's empathy, because mm-hmm. it's frustrating mm-hmm. the way she treats people. Um, hers it's exhibited as rage and anger and meanness. Mm-hmm. But it occurred to me mm-hmm. that probably she's feeling like this all the time, which would be horrible. Oh, wow. Wow. Boy, talk about compassion. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. And then I thought, and then I, I, I mean, it wasn't really humor, but I did say to myself, well, I guess I got something out of this. Right. Right. I mean, because we do, right? Again, when we're really with it, you know, I mean, that's big, right? To realize, wow, as human beings, we're all up against so many challenges inside of our very own heads that have a really big impact on how we feel in our own lives and interact with one another. And, and to have that realization can engender a great deal of compassion for ourselves and everyone around us. Wow. Thank you, Jen. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Susan. And, and, you know, given that there's such a physical component to it, it sounds like there might also be some room to explore how you want to be with the body through it. You know, you mentioned breathing. So, you know, just stopping every time it happens and taking a few nice, long, deep, conscious breaths, you know, things that just support the body in what it's up against in going through something like this. Yes, I, I, think that, I think that's something to look at is because the, if the breathing isn't going deep, then I probably should, every time it comes, I should just stop and do some movement so that the breathing does mm. come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to experiment, I suppose, with which movements help, but something that will yeah. be breathing yes yeah right just stopping kind of checking in with the body where are the places of tension breathing into those places of tension you know often shoulders are a place that um, we hold tension dropping the shoulders you know letting the jaw relax all those places that 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 tension and fear can habitually be held to consciously relax those places yeah yes in fact it just came to me I think I'll do yoga Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Yoga and recording and listening. What a team. Oh, what, yes. Lots of recording and listening <laughs> and just maybe dancing. <laughs> yeah, maybe dancing. Who knows? 
<laughs> exactly. Thank Thanks, you so Susan. much. All right. Good night. Take care. Good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Susan. And thank you, Jen, for those uh, relaxing uh, breathing there at the end. I enjoyed that. I took all that in. Yeah. It's always fun, isn't it, Michael, to take everything in for ourselves <laughs> when yeah. we're listening. Yeah. I love that, too, about yeah. practice. Yeah. Yes. And I also got from that conversation really the sense of compassion for all of us. And when I start with myself and can um, address that, then it really opens up for um, the rest of life. It's great. It's so true. It's so true. Because, because it's so true. If we don't have that compassion for ourselves and whatever is going on for us, then it is really challenging mm. to be with yeah. whatever is going on for folks around us. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Uh, Judy from San Francisco. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hello. I'm excited to participate uh, because, you know, usually, oh, you talked recently, or, oh, there's nothing to say, and all those... uh, All those helpful prompts from conditioned mind. (laughs) The classic. Uh They come... Yeah, they arrive every week at five o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it really is like a a recording. It's like a yeah. tape loop. Just press yeah. play. Okay, it's it's open air time now. How conditioning is going to say? Yeah, you've talked recently, and you don't have anything to say. And now are you going to really mm-hmm. kind of? <laughs> yep. Classic. Yeah. So, uh, but my practice is constantly to. Get in the queue, put myself in the queue, join in, uh, and, and um, raise my hand in this mm-hmm. experience as well as you know, in, in everything in life. Yeah, right. Yeah, in this in this experience, in open air, in practice, but in your whole life, to stand up and mm-hmm. metaphorically or literally put your hands mm-hmm. up and participate. And not listen to that conversation that would hold you back from that, that would have you not live your own life. Right. To be in the, be in the, the audience for, for my life. To, yeah, truly. Yeah. On the sidelines. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That's, that was the, the gist of the practice today, just like to say yes, I'm going to put myself in the queue. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's really the, the essential core of it all, isn't it? That yes. Mm. Yes to mm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. As, it, as in when we're at the monastery, the bells ring and then we do this and then the bells ring and we do something else. Well, that's a nice connection, Judy. And you know what? Mm. Connecting it up with what sort of that fear and that tension place we were talking about with the first caller, it's so relaxing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To live with, with that orientation. So the bell mm-hmm. rings, and then for most of us, most of the time, conditioning's got a whole conversation queued up 
right? Oh, God, I was almost done with that, or let me just finish it, or, mm-hmm. oh, thank God, that's over, or you know, whatever it is. <laughs> there's, some, there's some conversation there, but if the practice is simply the bell rings and the mm-hmm. training is yes, yes, then that means we can completely relax and be mm-hmm. here for what now. It's why Sherry says there, it's not, nothing happens next. It all happens mm-hmm. now. So that bell rings and we're here now for now, this. Yeah, exactly. So when the radio show starts, that's like the bell, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Star yeah. six. I have, that's the yeah. yes. <laughs> and I have this practice of sitting on my mat, sitting on my cushion, putting my clean socks on, you know, for, for the morning show, oh, the, the afternoon show. Like the bell. That's fabulous, Judy. Wow. Because it's such a signal to the whole system, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? You're you're going I, in to yeah. meditate. Yeah. I've done it I've done it different mm-hmm. ways. Like I'll sit in bed or I'll be on my couch or <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's, it's most helpful when I treat it like going to the meditation hall. Yeah. Even the clean socks. Yeah, the clean socks. I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a reverence I hear in that. I have a sacredness to it. A recognition Ooh. that this is important. I'm here. I want to be here fully for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why so many um, belief systems have a specific dress and you know, rituals. Exactly. Exactly. Because it re- that's, that's right. It really, um, it really calls forth what we want to have called forth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 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 Completely different to sit on the couch and kind of hang back. And, you or know, even, and again, it's not that there's something wrong with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even be on a walk. You know, I used to try to do that as well, mm-hmm. like take a walk. <laughs> it's a different experience. Yeah. yeah, it's a different experience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if we go back to your, um, you know, wearing a particular uniform analogy, it's not that necessarily that person's going to wear that uniform all the time. You know, you're a nurse, Right. You're not going to wear your nurse's uniform going to the grocery store. Well, unless you came mm-hmm. straight from work, I suppose. <laughs> but but there's a place for it. It's a it's a there's a place for it, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm headed into a particular activity, and I'm going to give myself wholly to that activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is that yes, whatever's here now, giving giving ourselves wholeheartedly to that. Whatever it is. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of the attention. Not splitting the attention. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Well, thank you, Judy. Thanks for saying yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Judy. And Jen, I really love that 
the word that drops in is reverence for the moment and, you know, attending to the show and sitting on my cushion and being there for it completely. Yeah, reverence for the moment. That makes me think of, Michael, and I think this came up on a recent show, um, the no time off, right? So when we're practicing awareness, we want to be here for all of it. Yes. All of it. Yes. Yeah. No vacation, no time off. I want to be Yeah, because we don't want it. Not because we don't deserve it or, you know, we're not good enough or, but we don't, because time off translates to time and conditioned mind yes. where the suffering is going to get started. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We want to be full time in happy with a capital H. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm right there. And Jen, it's time for good news update now. Do you want to give any okay, answers fun. to that? Or shall I? Sure. Okay, go for it. Yeah, so we, um, special treat tonight, we are going to hear an interview that Teresa and I did a day or so ago in honor of today is March 8th, International Women's Day. And so Teresa and I had a conversation about that um, because there are countless women and girls in Cantaloma that we could honor on this day. And so hopefully folks will enjoy hearing directly from Teresa, as I always do. Fabulous. All right. Thank you, Jen. So, excuse me. Welcome, Teresa. And a very happy International Women's Day to you. Happy Women's Day, Jen, and my pleasure to be with you again, to talk to you again. And there are folks out there. It is such a pleasure. And, you know, it always, when, it, when everything lines up, it seems so simple, but it's rare that we're not having a problem on our side with technology or a problem on your side with technology or it's pouring rain. That's what happened yesterday when we tried to record this <laughs> at your side. It was raining so hard that you couldn't even hear me talk. So anyway, we're grateful that it's all lined up. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. So, Tuesday, uh, March 8th, um, is International Women's Day. And I know that actually Zambia really celebrates that quite a bit. As you and I talked about, because of COVID, um, they're not able to celebrate it in person. But we thought it would be fun to talk today about the impact that you feel like Living Compassion has had for girls and women in Cantalomba through these years of the project. Maybe you could speak a little bit about that. Yes, and uh, thank you so much. I'll start with the the women in general. I wouldn't say in Cantalomba at all, the, probably the whole country, the whole Zambia. Mm. Uh, but I'll focus uh, in Cantalomba. Our women uh, in Cantalomba doing this uh, Women's Day, we have we we do have that uh, pride of doing it because uh, right now, as I say, especially in the cooperative, and, uh, are so uh, empowered. I am empowered in the mm-hmm. sense of that uh, they do get uh, something like a little stipend, which is helping mm-hmm. them uh, in a long way. Yes. And, and Teresa, and, your your signal is breaking up just a little bit, so let me reflect. Okay. What, you, okay. what I think you've said so far is that, in general, women in Zambia take pride in recognizing International Women's Day, and in particular, the women who are in the Living Compassion Cooperative, because 
now that they receive a stipend, that has changed their sense of empowerment because it allows them to take financial responsibility for their lives and their families. Is that what you were saying? Yes, and that's, that's what I was saying. It has uh, made a huge difference in their lives. Unlike uh, the years back when there was International Women's Day, they wouldn't even participate. But this time, they're eager to do anything. If we are going to say, let's clean this area for our International Women's Day, they gladly do it. Why? Because they are empowered and they have that, uh, that courage and pride to do so. Mm, the courage and pride to do so. So those are two things that being part of living compassion, two ways that's impacted their lives is that sense of pride and courage to stand up and be women. Yes. They're so proud to stand up to be women in a way they're helping their homes, uh, which is uh, a very good thing that they're doing using their little stipend that they are getting. Unlike the olden days where they would depend on their spouses, other depended on uh, bring the moonshine and doing odd jobs, but now they do have a steady stipend that is coming in through each month. So they are able to take their children to school, put food on their table, which is a good thing. And in return, they are helping uh, their children by, uh, by cooking for them, which is yes. showing that they do have that motherly love. Yes, yes, exactly. So they're receiving something from Loving Compassion by having the funds to be able to put their own children in school, put food on their own tables, and in um, participating in the cooperative, they're helping their own community. I mean, their very own children, literally, because many, many of the women have children who come to Living Compassion every day for their nutrition, who are educated through Living Compassion, and they're helping their entire community through that. And I think, Teresa, one of the things you've told me is that, like many other places in the world, there has been in the past a culture of women feeling like they had to be dependent on men. And for many women, that was not a good situation. Maybe they were in situations where they were mistreated, or but they didn't feel like they had a choice. And I think you were saying that women now, especially in the cooperative, are feeling like, they can choose. They can choose how they want to live their lives. They can choose whether they want to be in a relationship or not. They're not dependent on someone else for their lives. Exactly, Jen, exactly. Uh, Even if, if, if it's not uh, like a, a choice or choosing to be with a spouse, our men folk uh, in, back in the days, they would just use their money to... To, to drink beer, which is, which is not a good sign, and at the end of the day, the children are, will be starving. But now that the woman uh, has been empowered, like the women in my cooperative, uh, they do feed their children properly. They take their children to school without uh, bothering what that man is doing. Mm. Mm. Gosh, it's so important. And mm. And speaking of going to school, Teresa, talk a little bit about how the ideas about educating girls have shifted over this, these years? Yes, over the years, Jen, the idea of uh, educating uh, girls has shifted. Like in the olden days, they would say you should educate a boy child who's going to come back and uh, help you bring in money and like the girl child. The girl child 
should be married off at an early age, as early as 13, 14 years, that child should be married so that they start producing children. But the, the days have changed now. It has changed, uh, and uh, I'm proud to say that at the property, we are like uh, the flag bearers of the girl child, where we took in some of our girls and put them in school, and they are flying so high, shining uh, so high, and uh, people have seen this, like the the men, the people of Kantarumba, they have seen it, that educating a, a girl child is, more, is much more the same and as important as educating the, the boy child. The scenario has changed and girls are going to school. I love it. I love that term you just used, that we are the flag bearers for the girl child that live in compassion. Because that's really true. That's how the, this mindset began to shift, is that living compassion began to steward girls through the education process and to invest in the education of girls. And of course, as we've been talking about, folks, most folks probably know, that has resulted all these years, years later in a number of young women are now in college and even graduating from college with degrees and will be getting employment. And so the entire community is starting to realize, wow, there is at least as much value in educating a girl child as there is in a boy child. And so families, even families that aren't directly related to living compassion, I know you've told me many stories of they are now in their own way doing what they can to keep their girls in school where they never used to do that before. The family resources would only go to the boy child because of that idea that she was going to marry so young, and that also has shifted that it's much more likely that girls will get to stay in school, have whatever education they choose to have, and then much later in their lives, again, they can choose whether or not they want to get married. Yes, and the whole, the whole thing, has, the whole system has changed now. And I've seen men coming up uh, with their girl, girl children wanting to put them in now programs so that they advance in their education and asking advice from us how to go about uh, taking their girl child to school, how about to, 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 to take them to college, how to find a college like we did for our girls. Wow. That is one of the things that touches me so much, Teresa, to realize that the dads also, the fathers are coming forward and participating in their own girls, their own daughter's education. In fact, some of our young girls who are in a um, local school that Living Compassion has put them into, a, a private school, the dads have joined the PTA, right? The dads are getting involved in the school itself, which is so exciting. Yes, very exciting. They're always in the forefront, yes, and supporting, yeah. uh, uh, supporting the women, yes. And uh, it yeah. shows that we have made an impact in changing their mindset that a woman can also do it. Yes, exactly. And, of course, the moms are very involved as well. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it really, you know, we can't, we need everyone, right? We need everyone involved. So it's exciting to see that the dads are getting involved too and that um, that empowerment of women actually helps everyone. 
right? And no one has to give something up in order for women to be empowered. It helps everyone when one person is empowered. Everyone benefits from that. Yes. And we are helping each other, which is a good thing. It is a very good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, Teresa, a very happy International Women's Day to the entire cooperative. Please pass word on to them, as well as to the so many young women who we're so proud of right now who are in their college years or just finishing college. And also, as always, especially to you, being the extraordinary woman leader that you are, that, of course, has a huge impact on the entire community of Cantalomba, on the entire community of living compassion, both on the Zambian side and the U.S. side. So, so much gratitude to you for being the woman leader that you are. And actually, Teresa, we really should say same thing to Mary Capenda, right, who passed a few years ago, but your mother, because we often talk about how really what a leader she was in her time to set the stage for you being the leader that you are. Thank you so much, Jen. Happy International Women's Day to all the women out there in the U.S., especially Team USA Living Compassion. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for being with us today for this interview. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, can I share a thought or two on that? Absolutely, Michael, please. I heard so yeah. much in it, too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yes, it's like yes. recording and listening, right? You, you hear more and more. Uh-huh. Yes, as usual, we could talk the whole rest of the show about this. Um, and what a couple of things really impressed me is the changing of attitudes about women and girls and what's appropriate and what they're capable of and what should be done. Um, you know, that, that is not an easy task. That's incredible. No. no, it's not. It's really not. And there's no substitute for time with that. There really isn't. That trajectory, I really am convinced it's not the same thing to come in with, you know, if you had a whole bunch of money and just, you know, plopped down and did. Yes. It's not the same yes. as beginning with tiny little girls and being with them and their families for 15, 20 years yes. and seeing it through. That, that You need that because of exactly what you're saying. That time is what it takes for people to see this is real. This can actually happen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the word uh, choice several times uh, for the women to have a stipend to give them some choices in their lives, to put their resources where they want, to their families and their children, and it's just fabulous. It really is. And, and you know, as I was listening, Michael, one of the things that when we did the interview, it was so funny to me that we ended up talking about dads. You know, here we are, International Women's yes. Day, we're talking about yes. dads. Yes. But it's so, it's, it's so significant in a way because I was just, again, when I was listening to it just now, I was seeing all the many trips of there's Mama Sherry, so they call her Mama Sherry there, sometimes Mboya, which means grandmother, and it's a term of deep respect. And there's Mama Sherry and Teresa going through that, you know, on the Living Compassion property, 
and leading in, in a way that is so compassionate and so kind that doesn't exclude anyone. Yeah. So the men, there aren't nearly as many men in the cooperative as are women, but they're completely part of the team. They're welcomed. They're respected. They, I project, they completely know they're loved by yeah. Teresa, by Mama Sherry, by everyone. Yeah. And so I think it's so significant that there are, the reason we ended up talking about that, I think, with the dads is that essentially they're being, they're willing to be led by yeah. their fellow women. And that's, yeah. that is such a significant um, indication of the mind shift, of the mind, what is that? <laughs> the mindset shift, yeah. <laughs> however yeah. that goes, of the shift that's happened over those years. It's just, I think it can't yeah. be overstated. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. I'm going to restrain from further comments on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since this is, after all, open air. Yeah. Yes. And Thank we you, have callers. So let's do that. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Margaret from Menlo Park. Hey, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hi. I'm, gosh, I just love that. Um, that discussion about how things have gone in Cantalomba with Teresa and bringing in what you both said about the men and and Happy Women's Day. Okay. Happy <laughs> Women's Day, exactly. I'm yeah. God. I'm thrilled. I'm just so happy to know that. I, I was not aware today was Women's Day um, mm. for some reason. I don't know, but I. Gosh, I'm just. I'm. I'm at a really amazing place in practice, and it, it's so nice to hear that that's going on in Cantalomba, you know, that mm-hmm. same sort of thing, mm-hmm. that it's evolved yeah. into this, um, I guess especially what you were just saying about the men's um, participation in sort of the mind change, and I was thinking of it as a, a heart change in a way, too, or sort of a togetherness between the heart and the mind shifting together towards, wow, this is really important. Um, What a good point, Margaret. Yeah. 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 And that it's all all practice, right? Mm -hmm. The the project Mm -hmm. itself is practice. To see our own internal practice mirrored in that way, I mean, it's just, it's such an extraordinary thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't had a chance to share this about the the, um, the the email class that we're doing yet, but I mm. it's something that's sort of more in general for practice. Um, it just was so beautiful to me. Um, it, it was the description that Sherry um, gave us of the Buddha's awakening. Um, and the experience that he had that night with Mara trying to distract mm-hmm. him. And, um, mm-hmm. and there was just so much in there that I felt like I was right there at the time. Something perhaps mm-hmm. like a, not exactly a frog participating, or, but, but a critter being there. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. there as part of the whole celebration. I just was mm-hmm. right there with... Wow. 
the Buddha touching the ground and mm-hmm. awakening mm-hmm. and um, mm. and that chorus of celebration of that moment of awakening. And it sounds like you really, it took you right there, like actually mm-hmm. participating in it right now in this moment. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And um, when, we, when I was writing about um, an experience, a, a parable about an experience that I'd had, it was like writing about the joy and wonder and love, just, just huge love of nature and being out in the wilderness that I experienced once, the very first time that that happened to me, which was when I was around 20, I think. Mm. Um, and how that experience of Sherry describing that and the joy and all that just, you know, was, it was so important to me in my life. And it actually, I saw that it shifted my whole direction in what I was doing or where I was going in college and later in life. And I had not seen that before. Uh-huh. That experience of being in nature and having mm-hmm. that essentially awakening experience that you're saying that that shifted kind of the whole trajectory of your life. You know, that's true. I guess I hadn't actually called it an awakening, but it really was. I called it a (laughs) wake-up. Because what was funny about it, too, was that... um, there were many, it, this was a short backpacking trip during a spring break that I was asked to go on, just a little content, and there were a lot of mishaps that happened in it, like not estimating the snow level correctly so that we were actually mm. hiking up and higher into the snow in that it crossed the trail, it was, it was stuff like that. And somebody, mm-hmm. you know, burned their boots trying to dry them out the first night. So it ended up being two days and one night instead of three three days. But where we went was so unbelievably magnificent in the Sierras, in the southern Sierras, mm-hmm. um, that I just, I think I was forever in awe of rocks mm-hmm. and mountains and um, mm-hmm. nature from that point on. Mm-hmm. And it steered me a different wow. way. You know, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. having that experience of that incredible beauty and the love of the beauty steered you in another way. And also the mystery of it. Mm. You know, like not, not seeing any animals like bears or anything, but wondering where they were. You know, uh-huh. there's a snow maybe one answer. <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but it was spring, you know, it was like I I don't know, I had imagined there just there was there was mystery in it a lot too for me because yeah. I've never been out like that. And uh-huh. anyway, it was just we're having an amazing um annual retreat with that email class. Truly. 
And, you know, as I listened to you, Margaret, well, first I was thinking about that recent Peace Corps, which I, I really can't remember. All I can remember, <laughs> I thought of it when you said the mystery. <laughs> it, basically, the nature's out there waiting for our senses to sharpen. It's something not, oh, way more eloquent than that. But it was so beautiful. Yeah. It's so true, right? Every, the, the magic, the oh, mystery of absolutely everything around us. And as you were talking, I was thinking, God, it's just so perfect that that's where we are, you know, spiritually and in the themes of practice, but also literally in the content, right, that we're really mm-hmm. turning our attention to, you know, the New Beginnings blog. Oh, my goodness. You know, the things that oh, Sherry writes yeah. about there and the, the beauty of <laughs> yeah. the land and the turning our attention, having that be a huge part of our actual physical practice, the land. Right. How amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. I know, and caring for it in such um, mindful ways. Just amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. So I'm so grateful for practice. Just so... Me too. And, and amazed by it. <laughs> amazed by Me too. Oh, my yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. so thank, thank you very much. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. All right. Take care. Gasho. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Margaret. Jen, the world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. Oh, thank you. Well, Phil, it wasn't that far off, was it? <laughs> no, no, no. And I've heard uh, <laughs> several people mention it since uh, since it came out in different... Uh, Oh, God. Michael, I have to say before we bring on the next caller that I I don't know how all the pieces just came together, but I just saw something from the Good News Update interview we just heard, what Margaret was saying, what you were saying after the interview, and it just came together that I think part of why it struck me so much, all of that, is that the core teaching, it feels like, that is creating that transformation is nothing wrong. Because when there's nothing wrong, when the, quote, empowerment of women comes from a place of nothing wrong, then no one's left out. It doesn't become one side of a duality, Mm. right? Everyone's welcome into it. And so everyone feels welcome and everyone gets on board. I mean, you know, not necessarily. But I think that's why it's so... um, powerful to see how it's unfolding in Cantalumba because that's what this practice, that's the unique gift, I think, of this practice. And so it makes sense that that's how that transformation is unfolding there. So anyway, that was just fun to see. Yes, yes. And what dropped in for me as you share that is you were talking about the men there in Cantalumba um, feeling included and respected among all of the women and Sherry, the woman leader, and Teresa, woman leader. And yet, there's nothing wrong. Everybody's included. Everybody has contribution to make. Yeah, completely. Okay, I know this is open air, but just one tiny thing <laughs> dropped in about that as you said that was that very early on, one of the things that happened was Mama Sherry's, you know, the, the tradition, you know, like in many cultures, is men eat first and women do the dishes and, you know, those sorts of things. And Mama Sherry just came in and basically said, well, we're not doing it that way. (laughs) And it wasn't, you know, mean. It wasn't harsh. It wasn't, it was just, this is how we're doing it. And that's how it happens now. And so those are just, 
the, the shifts of nothing's wrong here, but here's how we're going to do it because this is what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a, it's such a profound teaching, I think, for all of us and for, you know, for the whole community. So, yeah. Yes. yes. Wow. And we have another caller here. All right. Great. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Kim calling from Vashon. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey. Oh, I'm really grateful to be here, and I love the frogs. <laughs> I know. It's funny they blend in for me now, Kim, but people do say that it comes across very very well on the headset, I think. <laughs> so. So I'm, I'm having my uh, – so I, I, I apologize if this is a repeat because I just got on the call, but I'm having my mind blown uh, by the email class assignment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of like – I've been sitting here <laughs> conditioning just will not let its little talons go of the resistance to the premise. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because, to the premise in particular. Yeah. To uh-huh. the premise of um, of having to have every incarnation before we can, in quotes, be born. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm finding that if I just, and it's all noodling, it's kind of, that's my thing is noodling, right? That's conditioning's thing. Ego's thing, right? That's good catch, good catch. Yeah. yeah, that's the ego thing. And, and I find if I just, it's kind of like a quantum leap because there's no continuum. And I've heard mm-hmm. you and Ashwini and Sherry say, you're either in conditioned mind or you're in presence. And so mm. as soon as I let go of that noodling, mm. then I can see the answer or I can, I can go to the next mm. question, which is, how is this going to change my practice? Mm. Uh huh. So if I'm following Kim, that it's very clear to you that that noodling process is what ego does, and so of course it's doing it with this, especially with something that's blowing your mind. Right? We can't have your mind blown, <laughs> so it's right. got to get its talents in there, and it it won't let it go. Of course not. You know, it's not going to. But what you're realizing is, yeah. That, that is what it does, and that is the conversation. And that each time you let go of participating in that conversation, that gives you access to being back in the present, and then what now just drops in. Yeah, available. I'm available, and not only that, but it's kind of like it's a completely different place. Like it's, it's indescribable, of course, and then... What is there is like what really grabbed me from this this whole thing is uh, broken hearted is open hearted, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a sense of being like able to face anything adequate to anything yeah. because yeah. it's it's not going to hurt. I mean, it will hurt, yeah, but it's hurt. going to provide. Uh, yeah. It's going to just drop everything. It's dropping the skin. It's like that's the being born yeah. part. I guess. Yeah, yes, exactly. So what really struck you was the being brokenhearted is being open-hearted. And from that place, there's, there's a way in which 
no harm can come because yes, things will happen and yes, they may feel painful on some level, but it's all part of that dropping the skin of being born. It's all part of the process. It's not wrong. Yes, and and there there was a <laughs> there was a like well just bring it on because mm-hmm. because that's what it's about is is facing I got to this face and embrace face it and embrace mm-hmm. it mhm mhm yeah face and embrace we used to have a t-shirt um, <laughs> Right? We really did. What, what, how did it go? Um, accept, embrace, and let go. Acknowledge, accept, embrace, let go, and let go. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, yeah, just like it, it, it kind of brings back that whole we, we have to encounter what we need to transcend between yes. everything, basically. <laughs> exactly. Which is the egg analogy, right? Um, you know, for folks who aren't following along, just sort of the, the, the short version of, well, it's a terrible, I'm sure folks can look it up, but essentially that every human lifetime that happens through all of time is part of the egg awakening, part of that being born process. And so all of it, all of it's part of it, every single thing that happens. Yeah, and and I got to the oh happy blesseds because that's where it took me. Oh yeah, you know, and uh-huh. and I got to oh happy blessed everything with it basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, opportunity, day, place, time. <laughs> oh happy blessed everything, as you said, bring it on, bring yeah. it on, because yeah. this is what's needed. Right? Bring on the noodling. Okay, I'll sit with the noodling. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'll sit with it, but it, it that feels like a different place, that noodling. Like, this is what I mean about sort of the quantum leap. There's no continuum. Like, but uh-huh. I guess, yes, I guess that the awareness can look at the noodling and not be, not participate in it. The awareness can... Exactly. Look, yeah. Yeah. So... Right, because you know, for each of us, Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that for each of us, you know, and noodling I think is a popular one for many, many of us, but, you know, there's whatever that is for each of us that cycles around and around and around again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Okay, bring it on, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing that right here, right now, is being seen through as part of the egg maturing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's really great, actually. Like, it, it just was hiding. It's just everything is hiding behind that process. And um, mm-hmm. and it just it wants to keep me in that circle so badly so that, I mean, well, it's just pure suffering, I guess, really. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like Sherry always says, it, has, it doesn't want to figure it out. It doesn't care a whit about figuring anything out. But it just knows, well, that's the way we'll get Kim to get to suffer, basically, to drag her into this conversation that goes around and around and around, and I don't really, blah, 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 all these familiar things. That's the only reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was so funny because it was going like, it was like, you know, the questions it was coming up with is like, well, where am I on this continuum? Well, maybe I already 
maybe I already experienced the worst thing possible. You know, it was just trying, it was like when I hear people say, well, maybe I already had COVID, you know, and it was like, <laughs> how do you know? You know, it was just sort of a stupid, you know, it was just, it was cracking me right. up, really, you know, when I looked right. at, you know, from a, from the awareness perspective, so. Yeah, yeah. And that's such a huge clue, isn't it? When it cracks you up, you know, when it's ridiculous, right. well, maybe I'm this on that. Maybe I've already had the worst. Maybe I, it's yeah. ridiculous when it's seen from that awareness perspective. Yeah, and the clue that I have not experienced it, everything is that there are still things that I really fear, or not I, that there are still, there's still fear. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I know that there are things that I was afraid of in this incarnation that I faced and I'm no longer afraid of. And so my guess is that if there's still fear, there are still things either in this life or the next incarnation that I need to face so that I can, I can see and see through. I can go through that. So. And, and it's completely all right, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing that's so big about the perspective that you're talking about. To, first of all, to realize, to recognize, to acknowledge that there are things that you were afraid of that you're no longer afraid of. That's often something we're never allowed to stop and acknowledge and take in. Right. And so if that, and you're here, perfectly adequate to all of that. Right. And so if that's so, and then there are places where you realize it can still get you, kind of like we were talking about with the very first caller tonight, if there are places where it feels like it can still get you, then there's that attitude of mind that's possible of, oh, okay, so there's more to see there. But yeah. when there's nothing wrong, and that's not a problem, and I realize I'm completely adequate to that, then that's all of it's completely okay. There's nothing to be afraid of in that. Yep, that's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. It's oh, thank you. Great Tim. to hear your voice. Thanks thank for... you, Michael. Go Love happy. You too. Go happy. Thanks for joining us, Kim. And uh, Jen, my mind is being blown also <laughs> by this show and the uh, email class. And uh, it's just. Uh, Fabulous. Yeah, it really is. I, yes, it really is. Yeah, I'm having the same experience with the email class. Just that place that people are talking about where it gets, it gets so big and so um, expansive mm. that all of it's held in that nothing wrong. Everything's okay. It's all part of it. There are no mistakes. There's, I mean, essentially, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's all, we can practice with all of it, essentially. We can be yeah. with all of it. Yes, yeah. we're adequate to all of it. We can practice with it. Nothing to be yeah. afraid of. Wow. And exactly. Wow. <laughs> that's all that's left. Wow. We just have to sharpen our senses, right? <laughs> Take it all in. Yes, as we've already established, yes. And we're at the top of the hour here, Jen, and so I want to uh, thank you and appreciate you for being here tonight. And a big thank you to Sangha and everyone who participated. And go happy. And to you as well, Michael, week after week. Me Indeed, too. go happy. Go happy. Gosh, bye-bye. Gosh.